Hey, how's it going? This is episode two of the Filmosity podcast. Today, we're talking about 42 and the legacy of Chadwick Boseman, who, as we all know, sadly passed away this week. The reason I'm introducing this by myself is because our mic got a bit uh, crackly and a bit fuzzy during the first five minutes of our podcast filming. You didn't miss much, we're just introducing it and saying what we're going to be talking about today, saying what we initially thought of the film, and in summary, we all thought it was good. And now we're going to get on to our favourite scenes. Let's roll. So what were some what were some scenes that we all thought were notable? Like if we had to pick our top two scenes, what do you think, Shaden? Like I said at the start of the podcast, the film wasn't overly spectacular in my opinion. It, it definitely did its job, but um, it, was, it wasn't anything insane, right? Um, but it's based off a true story. Yeah, no, but I mean, just in terms of story, like the actual storytelling itself and the camera work was, you know, it was safe. Everything was done safely. It was a pretty standard film. Like there was, it wasn't you didn't a crazy. Let me say what my favorite scene was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a crazy. It wasn't a crazy action film that was meant to be super cinematic. It's just meant to have your standard. Yeah, I know. Shot. I know. But I'm just saying. So, um, overall, the film wasn't too. Um, you know, it played it safe in a lot of areas. But I think uh, one scene that I loved a lot was actually um, the first time we see Alan Tudyk's character uh, racially abusing um, Jackie on the field. And that leads to Jackie breaking down in the hallway. Mm. Oh, yeah. that was mine. Not even the part where Harrison Ford comes into it. it just that solo Bozeman performance was insane, in my opinion. It was one of his best acting performances I've ever seen from any actor. Mm. You could really, like, you could feel everything that, like, you would expect anyone to feel in that situation coming out of him. And it's definitely not easy to do when you've probably done it ten times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he that, that scene is something that, really stuck out to me throughout the whole film and I, I couldn't forget it even after I finished the film. It yeah. was amazing scene. You saw that baseball bat <clears throat> swinging against your wall in your sleep? I did. It was swinging <laughs> against my head. It was actually Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably like the obvious one is the one that Shaden just said because that's like the big sort of performance heightened tension scene in the film. Mm. Um, yeah, but and I also really liked how they shot the baseball scenes because they made them really exciting and if you've ever been to a baseball game it is so boring (laughs) but they made it like the way they shot because i think yeah i agree with you that the film was very like in the way that it was shot and made it feels very like safe and like this is kind of film that i would like take my grandma to to Mm -hmm. the movies with kind of this that kind of like very safe family friendly kind of movie but i thought that they did a very good job of shooting the baseball scenes just making them really like dynamic and tension filled yeah no that is something that I, I should have mentioned is how well the action the baseball scenes were shot it made it feel really tense yeah. to something i don't really give a shit about well just like shaden is frederick i'm gonna be the only one who had no i had other favorite scene. scenes too but uh, that's like, so no that, that's one that's like when i really yeah like, busted my notes out for that scene yeah. just for how it how it looks no oh, yeah. not for the um the emotional stuff was you know obviously really intense and that was that climax in the film where things just starts to get to his head and yeah. i mean i was i could feel myself building up and getting really mm. really triggered like i wanted to punch that coach in the head um but just the shot itself, you know, it's got leading line symmetry. He's a silhouette just screaming and smashing a baseball bat, you know, slow, um, slow yeah. track. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the most cinematic shot in the film. Everything else is yeah. so basic. I was like, where's the cinematic shot going to be? And it was right there. And I really liked it. I took a screenshot 
There was a there was shot. Shot. <laughs> The was lighting a, was great. Yeah. yeah. Can we get a Harrison Ford hug at the end of those first Yeah. yeah and then like, good. okay, can I, I need a new bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go against the grain. Okay. Um, oh my god. I... You're okay. No. <laughs> Jacob is five years old. My uh, scene that definitely stood out to me was actually the letters. When Pee Wee comes in with a letter to Ricky and is like, you know, it's close to home, you know, my family's going to think this of me. Yeah. And all yeah, that. yeah. He's kind of definitely thinking about himself at that point until Ricky comes out with these big, like, stacks of letters of hate mail yeah. to Jackie saying, you know, like, you're going to kill your wife and your child and all this like horrible stuff that he just hasn't shown him and I think that's when in Pee-wee's head it clicks like yeah. this isn't even about me like yeah. and I think that was that stood out to me a lot because I remember like on such a small scale but like people doing shit like that even in New Zealand's like people I've worked with they've received like hate mail from you know Karens and stuff yeah. and I just think yeah, like yeah. that was a notable <clears throat> scene and I feel like people don't always talk about that sort of stuff yeah. and his reaction to it, you can just kind of see it change in his head, and then from that on, like from then on in the film, yeah. he's much more supportive and understanding. And then when he goes to stand on the field next to him, putting his arm around him and is like, you know what, yeah, I want to see who really I am. Yeah. He really that was really him. powerful when he put his arm around him and the whole mm. crowd when the, the kid. Yeah. yeah. So the the little white kid, um, he's obviously quite, he's young. So he doesn't know a whole lot, and he's really excited oh, about this yeah. baseball game. And then, um, when Jackie walks onto the field, and all of the um, the older people start screaming curse words and slurs and really negative things towards Jackie, this kid's looking around so like almost like upset and confused. And I was like, in my head thinking, you know, what's this kid thinking? What's he gonna do? And then he just starts screaming it as well. And I'm like, oh no, this is like such a bad influence on this yeah. generation and the kids and stuff. It's yeah. so. Yeah so bad man and it just really like almost upset me yeah i i was watching that before as well and i just remember like sitting there thinking like that's how a lot of that kind of shit starts it's a generational thing like if you're not showing respect to someone your kids will see them and they will look up to you you know as a parent or you know as an adult and copy that because kids mimic shit Mm -hmm. that's what happens and if they're influenced by their family yeah if you're gonna poison them with racism and fascism and all that kind of shit they're just going to carry it on and that's yeah. how you get those little fucking redneck kids in america <laughs> that you just want to run over with cars i'm sorry the the scene when um uh, that you were talking about anna when he mm. comes in with the letter uh like i can really relate to that because i've done like a lot of acting work especially back home in sweden like commercials and stuff mm. and the, i did one commercial me and my wife because uh, she used to do acting as well uh, so we did a commercial together and we were, we were playing a couple, which we are, and we got, there was so much like hate, like online and stuff like that. It was like, oh, well, they're coming here and taking on white women. I'm like, so I can like relate to like all, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's People crazy. are you born awful. in Sweden? Um, born in um, the Cape Verde Islands, West Africa, adopted to Sweden when I was one. I lived there my whole life. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you were basically raised in Sweden. Yeah. It's not like you came at a later age and no, 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 yeah. took the woman. <laughs> you were, no, you grew, yeah, up there. I was, grew up there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to specifically ask Frederick, since you, um, as you just stated, um, having that racism, racism where you were from and all that, mm. I'm guessing films like these, they really, um, you know, you, you feel them on a, a lot 
like higher level than yeah us they can be they can be um, resonate as well yeah for. it can be a bit like triggering at times yeah I kind of feel like when you have lived with it your whole life you can sort of learn just like not to take it in anymore sort of thing mm. Mm. I'm just looking at some of the quotes that were said that were quite good one that resonated that I still remember is the one that's at the top here and it's by Pee Wee and he says maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42 so no one can tell us apart yeah oh, that, that was so that great line. yeah that was so that great that was leading on from like my favourite scene yeah um, and then when because it was uh, Jackie Robinson day when Chadwick passed away and the no way yeah no. was it yeah no fucking way. way when he passed away it was Jackie Robinson day in the states and no way because I went on to the the, the baseball team page because they'd posted something about him and just before that it was a photo and they'd all worn the 42 that day to play that game yeah because they said at the end of the film that on mm. his day everyone in baseball wears 42 and yep. that's like the only number that's retired by the entire that's crazy yeah. sort of thing because no one can wear yeah so that's crazy but yeah performances um like we said, I mean, Chadwick, I think had it been a lesser actor in that role, the film would have been... I mean, I think he definitely elevates the movie. His performance is, like, very quiet, but there's, like, he is, like, can deliver so much emotion just, like, with his eyes, yeah. I feel. Yeah, um, he's got a nice face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also think that Harrison Ford is really, really good in it. Mm. And I mean, Harrison Ford is, like, always good, mm. but I feel Iconic. like... Very often he sort of shows up to like collect a check or something. Mm. Um, but in this one, it felt like he, like he really cared about the material. And uh, one of my favorite scenes is the scene um, towards the end when him and Jackie talk. And he's talking about how he saw the little white kid who was pretending to be you sort of thing. And he was talking about how when he was younger, there was a black guy on his team and he didn't do enough for him. And... That's a really good scene. He's really, really good in that scene. Yeah. I mean, like I said at the start, he definitely felt like he carried a lot of the momentum through the whole film. Yeah. Um, Bozeman. Um, and I think oh, he was, yeah, like he was perfect for the role. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing yeah. that role. Um, he, he had the right raw emotion and talent that you'd feel like the actual Jackie Robinson would have had. Mm. I like to call it silent anger. Just when it's like they're not doing or saying anything, but you can see it in their eyes. Yeah, it, it's it's just top notch acting, really, from him. Someone I also wanted to shout out was Tudor because I've never been that pissed off in a movie before, <laughs> and he literally yeah. executed what he needed to do perfectly in the worst possible yeah. way. <laughs> so, big yeah. shout out to Tudor for that film because that wouldn't have been an easy film to actually do and take on that role and mm. do it the way he did it because we all know that he's a sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, also. <laughs> like oh you just wanted to you wanted to take the bat off <laughs> yeah Chad working, swing just swing it at his yeah. face honestly I was so happy when one of the white yeah. guys stood up for him yeah and he, he like he showed up for like one scene like that one was it half scene yeah. and that was it yeah. So, yeah. yeah honestly um when he said that when um he when they were filming those scenes together mm. um that he actually avoided Chadwick so that they wouldn't like become buddies and then yeah. like struggle to clash he said but um they like hung out afterwards yeah, but yeah. until they'd finished filming those scenes they didn't speak to each other and they were like separated on set yeah yeah i can imagine like if, I, if I was doing a scene like that with someone and like they didn't even like introduce themselves like at the beginning of the day and then you just show up and start screaming that in my face i would 
definitely believe that like Chad's performance there is like mm. very much like he's, he's probably he's not so even acting not he's just like probably yeah. teetering on the yeah. edge yeah. Mm. I was waiting for that moment because I remember at the start when Ricky was um, going through the list of baseball players to choose for his team yep. and he picked him out he ticked off all the boxes like oh he's good at this 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 but he has a temper or something like that um, and he always said throughout the film these little things you know oh he'll be fine he won't snap and mm. I was waiting for that moment that whole time yeah. when's he going to snap and then the hallway scene when he snapped I was like there we go yeah. boy, he let Cause, it out because the line um, no I want a player that's got the guts to not fight back was actually said from um, Ricky to Jackie in real, in life. real life yeah hmm. and it broke the highest box office record opening weekend for a baseball movie mm. cool I have a fun fact yeah mm-hmm. back in the late 90s Spike Lee planned to write and direct Oh, a God, Jackie that Robinson would have, film. Oh, that would have been, that would have been a very different movie. movie. <laughs> very different. It says here, Spike Lee planned to write and direct a film based on the life um, of Jackie Robinson and have Denzel Washington starring mm. as ah, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. That's but kind of a it fell, apl- fell apart due to creative differences. Ah. I was say, that, that <laughs> yeah. kind of comes kind of full circle because Denzel Washington paid for Chadwick Boseman to study film. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman then went on to play that character in this film and then go and jump in a Spike Lee film and it's one of his last films mm-hmm. Five Bloods wow look it's at crazy. that we love some full circle moments like that yep do you guys have any like critiques of the film some things that you didn't like um, so much or something no, that stood out to you that not something that I didn't necessarily like but I yeah. felt like some of the backgrounds in those baseball sets were like green screen yeah, and yeah. there's lots of poor animation. Yeah, like, I felt like it's almost like you know how they're obviously going for the '40s aesthetic, mm. and they built sets and stuff. I think they, it's almost like they got old footage and green screened over it, and or like re. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Though. It was it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely just stood fit out. the kind of movies that were coming out in like 2013 about that sort of time. Mm. It, yeah. it gives it the kind of authentic. I don't know to me, yeah, like an authentic like a. Early two thousands movie would look yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider Man, Sam Raimi. The animation was a bit off, like the baseball firing, like the baseball throwing. You could tell when it was all obviously mm. an mm. animated balls and stuff. Mm. Um, you could tell it was animated. But was, and what? Chadwick running at one point, I swear he was animated as well. He's just fast. <laughs> as fr- it no. was. It was really interesting to watch though, like him trying to creep between the bases. Yeah. And like the suspense of that, because mm. I, I mean, I played, I played baseball at the school. I remember having to. Um, like you know creeping between bases and there was a lot of suspense for that but if you weren't the person doing it it was so boring for everyone else to watch you stand there being like oh am I going to do it yeah. <laughs> but like to watch it in a film it was quite fun because I was like it kind of it kind of brought me back I was like oh that's actually like something that's quite funny or like yeah. when you're playing it yourself and obviously in that sort of scene it's real intense because they're, they're going at him and they're yeah. targeting him because they're all racists in terms of critiques <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> I uh, this one I didn't really have much to critique about. Like I said, it played it really safe, so there was nothing that really looked too wacky for me. I didn't even notice the CGI background, so that's good, I guess. Um, wow. I think one of the only critiques I would have coming in from like a a, a narrative based p- uh, perspective, um, this story was a bit jumpy. Um, I feel like it just decided to end scenes a bit too early or decide to go on too long it, it couldn't really figure it out um 
I, I mean, like it's a bit jumpy because it's like it's one scene. It's like, oh, she's pregnant, and then all of a sudden, Boom. it's nine months. Yeah, nine later. months later. Yeah, they don't show yeah. Her and I do yeah. that like, quite often when I just have massive time hops, and it's like, well, I would have liked to see a little bit more um, behind the scenes in terms of uh, in the change rooms. I would like to see a little bit more. Cause we, I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of the shit would have happened at the start. And it's like we got a couple of scenes, like probably ten minutes mm. worth, like the start when they're all. Yeah, oh, when he went in the shower, big dick Sh- energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just—it was, was more like just because you know like the bi- the shower. big the big thing Small in the bit. film was about yeah. kind of um the first obstacle we had to get past was his teammates. Yeah, and you know the change. Did it one by one. Yeah, but it gradually yeah. one person at a time. But I feel like the changing room would have been like a really good place to do that after the games because mm. it's like if they if they showed a couple more games. You could have seen how they slowly, you know, started warming up to them and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like that's something that really hopped in front mm-hmm. um, really quickly. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you saw a little bit of it, especially when they couldn't get into the hotel because of them um, on the uh, on mm-hmm. the run of the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was but so I think a little bit more of that, just to add a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I think that's sort of sacrifices they probably made to make the film more sort of family friendly mm, feeling because mm. had they gone for like an, a hard R kind of adult take on it it would probably have been a lot more of that stuff I also feel like Adam Tudyk's scene mm. I think that mo- a lot of that dialogue was improvised like, yeah he just yeah. came off the tongue and yeah. that would have probably been a bit more annoying not knowing what he was going to say yeah. yeah Tudyk was like to the director how many times can I say the n-word and the director's like yes <laughs> but one thing <laughs> see I, the script is just one thing, um, <laughs> one thing I really liked was the sound design I thought that every time he whacked the ball it sounded so good yeah, yeah with like good speakers no it was just so clean though mm. it was just it was so satisfying like yeah. just that. no dramatic sounds yeah. like no dramatic like dum, 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 as he's running <laughs> around the um, the court or anything yeah. court <laughs> what do you call it the field the pitch oh is it a the pitch? diamond yeah. it's the diamond <laughs> like, I guess one critique I have which is a, gonna sound a bit weird but I feel like it's a Jackie Robinson movie but for some reason it doesn't feel like he is in it that much yeah you know what I mean the writer it, it, I feel like it's a lot about Harrison Ford and, and surrounding people yeah and he basically shows up when there's like a game or something or not, maybe one or two scenes in between mm. but we don't really get like a big character arc because he's basically the same the whole film. Like, he starts off as he wants to play baseball, mm. and then he does it, and he keeps going. And there's never a moment where it's like, oh, I have to overcome this obstacle in terms of how I'm playing, or I need to... It was definitely a film that was about the the shift in the baseball league, as mm. far as their racism goes. No, it wasn't so much about Jackie Robinson, it's just how he was a part of the movement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's also a lot of characters that didn't really even need to be in it. Like, I feel like the writer had way too much screen time. Because mm. I mean, that could have been time we could have been focusing on Jackie Robinson. I actually liked that mm. because, as much as like, you know, this is a story about Jackie Robinson, and we see a lot of him, but maybe not as much as you know all these other characters as well. It's a good way to kind of have a narrator inserted in, yeah, and have him as a character, and we kind of see through him like as an audience and we get to kind of see you know how he's putting this all together and how yeah. the story's kind of being molded and i quite liked that i really like biopics that mm-hmm. sort of focus on maybe a moment in a person's life but when they try to go for maybe if it's like a cradle to grave story or mm-hmm. like a 
it then usually feels like you should have made this like a five episode thing on HBO mm. and fleshed yeah. out everything. But yeah, I guess when you're trying to cover multiple bases. That's kind of what happens. <laughs> the only part of the film that was not very true was the part when Robinson tosses the kid, Ed Charles, a baseball and he puts his ear on the train tracks to to hear the train go away. Apparently that was all made up, but everything else was true because he went to practices to watch mm. um, Robinson play and like learn off him and get inspired, but he didn't put his head on a train track. I listen. can still hear him. <laughs> yeah, like that what? seemed so corny. I felt like that would have been fake. I don't think it, it was, was that corny. I mean, it, it, I feel like they went out of their way a little bit to show how he inspired the young Well, yeah, well he did, but generation. I feel like they really wanted to show you that and they kind of overdid it a little bit. It was mm. like every single chance they got, they did it. But I mean, that's not a horrible thing because it is true. He did. And so similar to how Chadwick, 60 years later, inspired a lot of, you know, young black kids into Mm. acting because of Black Panther. Mm. On that note, that's a great segue because (laughs) 25 minutes into the film, when he's getting praised by Harrison Ford, he's just like, nah, nah, I'm a ball player. And he said, nah, to all young black kids, you're a hero. Mm -hmm. And this is so true. Mm. Like, people look to Chadwick Boseman as a hero they look to Black Panther as a hero people look to Jackie Robinson mm. as a hero he's yeah. just mulled together this great hero role well, and yeah. person man what a great guy <laughs> yeah it shows how um, you know, history repeats itself in really funny ways mm. and it's yeah it's extremely reminiscent of um, Jackie himself mm. um, what, what Chadwick Boseman has done to the film industry so yeah it is, it's inspiring to know that that story is still repeating itself today. Yeah. Shout out to the air hostess who didn't let them on the plane. She was a bitch. <laughs> um, that's my piece. She should be dead by now. She so wasn't even an air hostess. She was a receptionist. <laughs> she I that we to say, shout out to her. She did a great job. Where's she going with it? No way. She did a horrible job. She, let the, she gave up their seats and that to catch a bus. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. There hasn't really been a role where he hasn't played, you know, even if he's had like a small role, he's played someone who has, you know, stayed on your mind after watching this film being like, damn, mm. this character, this was person. Um, and he always, he always carries his films yeah. so well. And played, even yeah. even in like Civil War and shit, yeah, because like that was his first. Oh, he's a standout in Civil yeah, War. Yeah, he totally so stole the show. And like, I mean, <clears throat> personally, I watched it for Sebastian Stan for Bucky, and then as but as soon as he came on, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he's my favorite. I like yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> Sorry, who? Spider-Man. <laughs> he was great. That's who I would to oh. see. Okay, Anna, what would you give the film out of 10? Um, I'm Put you on the spot right now. Oh, what would you give fuck. it? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm actually going to give it eight broken baseball bats out of 10. Mm-hmm. I really, I really liked it. I thought it carried well. I'm not too into, uh, you know, those sort of stories, but it kept me like interested the whole way. I thought Harrison's performance was amazing. I thought the whole cast as a group Mm. worked really well together and there wasn't really any part that took me out of the film or that kind of made me feel you know any which way i personally want to give it a seven harrison fedoras out of (laughs) ten i love biopics Mm. but sports isn't really my thing however this one did keep me engaged there was only a couple of parts where i kind of felt the need to almost want to skip ahead i didn't but i really wanted to just because they were sort of carrying on a bit too long but chadwick boseman did a great performance harrison ford did great they, they really pulled through, and that one scene in the hallway just really kept me going. 
uh, minus that air hostess, that would have given it an eight. Otherwise, yeah, great film. So yeah. usually I like to be the controversial one. Um, and I thought you guys were going to rate it higher, so I'm kind of disappointed. But um, Sorry? <laughs> Fuck off. You're going to get like a 10, aren't you? No, so I'm rating this film at, um, a 7 out of Bambas out of 10. I, I thought it was, yeah, it was solid, but it definitely played it safe. There was nothing that really annoyed me, apart from what was intentionally made to annoy me. So yeah, it did. It, it, you know, it served its purpose. Mm. Uh, the performances were great. Um, mm. But yeah, just a couple of minor story hiccups, and it probably would have got a higher score from me. Yeah, I'll I'll give it seven Harrison Ford grunts out of ten. Yo, yo, that was great. Jackie, come here, boy. You help me love baseball again. Robert Patterson, you've got competition over here. <laughs> um, no, like we said, uh, performances all around are really good. Chadwick, uh, this was the first film I saw him in, and I immediately was like, that guy's gonna, that kid's going places. I was like, he's yeah. gonna be someone. When did you see it? I saw this, I think I saw it like a year after it came out. So really? I'm like, yeah, so he got quite fresh be. when he was a new face before Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. he won the Civil War, 2006. That was 2016. Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. And like you guys, I'm not the biggest like sports fan, um, but this film did keep me engaged the whole way through. Yeah. So definitely seven out of ten. Cool. Um, I'd like to talk about Chadwick's legacy. So obviously, Chadwick's most notable role, especially for like us growing up with like Marvel films, will be Black Panther. Mm. It will always be Black Panther. Um. It was, you know, he was the first, you know, black superhero to have his own film. Well, it was a groundbreaking, groundbreaking role for Marvel as, you know, a company. And for them to, you know, include him and him have such a major role in all these films. It was, it was, you know, it was a fucking about time. Mm. Um, he was such this cool character. He was interesting. He was new. He brought this whole other society, you know, of Wakanda and all this vibranium shit. Like, it all kind of made sense after Ultron losing his shit. He really wave, brought in a new wave of fans. Yeah. Especially from the black community. You see lots of kids these days who have these black kids who are, have a superhero to look up to. Mm. It's the same color skin as them. Me growing up, the only superheroes I remember from when I was, you know, three, four years old was Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Spider-Man was my favorite. But now kids have so much selection, but they're all white. Mm. Yeah. And now... Chadwick Boseman comes in as T'Challa, Black Panther, and suddenly these kids can look at him and be like, oh, because they're all, you know, young and innocent, they don't really understand them, but they're like, oh, he looks like me, I love this guy, blah, 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 yeah. you know? I mean, that was, that was like a similar thing, I mean, not really a similar thing, um, like race-wise, but growing up, like, not really having someone to like, look up to and be like, look that, you know, mm. I can dress up as this person for... Halloween as a girl there's not a lot of like female superheroes until you know like Wonder Woman came along mm. that was like so cool to like see someone who had her own movie and I was mm. like fuck yeah she's awesome um and even like Black Widow coming in and being you know this strong female superhero who's finally getting her own film but after you know, she died yeah too late too <laughs> late oh, okay. the sorry, stakes sorry, are it's gone still fresh. it still hurts <laughs> it's good to have someone to mm. be like you know that's me, you know, I can be this person, this yeah. is someone to look up to, mm -hmm. that's not just 
every white man on screen kind mm. of thing. For me as well, like Spider-Man was my favorite, was always my favorite. Good man. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> talk about Chadwick, like so he fought cancer for four years, basically doing all his Marvel movies while he knew he had cancer mm. and never made it public or anything. You can see that like from like 2016 up till now, he has worked so much mm. and you can just yeah. probably feel that he was like, I'm probably on borrowed time so let me just mm. do as like just do as much as I can. He has such a big discography for such a little time he's yeah. been acting. 2013 yeah. to 2019, that was that. So like six or seven years and he's done so much. Yeah. yeah. And such a little yeah. time and and such big respect. Yeah. When Black Panther came out, and I mean, you can say whatever you want about the movie if you think it's good or not. When that film came out, it meant so much to so many people and uh, me included. Um, because this was like the first time that is okay we have had blade and stuff before i mm. know um uh, but this was the first time that a big hollywood studio put like 200 million behind a film with a majority black cast black writer black producers black uh, costume departments and the the film wasn't like patronizing or anything it wasn't like oh we have to like play like this to get the black crowd in it was just like if they uh, it was so respectfully done just in just this vision showing this like Africa that could have been or what we could be sort of thing. Yeah, it's just beautiful. I cried like a baby the first time I saw Black Panther. And I mean, it, it sounds like it's such a silly thing. It's like it's just a movie, but it's. I think. And I think with him dying now, it shows that it's so even if it's so much more. Because even if I sometimes I'm on a set, and I'm like, this is kind of silly. Like, does anyone really care? But it just goes to show you that you know it does matter to a lot of people especially children who just like have yeah having someone that looks like them this was also the first film with a lot of black actors that weren't labeled as a black film yeah um so i think it's just a movie and that's what i think and then it came out and made 1.4 billion dollars or something like that and it was one of the biggest movies yeah yeah, yeah, one of the far. biggest of that year too it was crazy yeah. so was this is like opened the doors to show that Hey, there is there is an audience for this, mm. so now we can hopefully start making films where it like with Tenant, like we said that it doesn't have to be, oh the black guy, it can just be like the guy and mm. that he happens to be black. Like it doesn't have, not everything has to be just about the race, but we can just come together as people and create mm. art. Exactly. Black Panther was the fifth highest grossing Marvel movie with one point three four seven billion. Very close behind Age of Ultron and the other Avengers movies. It's on. It's the it's the biggest solo superhero movie release because yeah. it's only topped by Avengers, which is you know mm. all of them together. Yeah, I think something that really stood out to me the whole thing where he, he what did he do like probably six films when he was diagnosed when he found out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he would have known that doing that amount of films would have accelerated the process. But at the same time, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known when he was going to go anywhere. Yeah. So the fact that he just wore himself out day yeah. after day mm. just so he could put this out there for people or kids growing up into this that's extremely um, emotional for me to even think about because mm. I went through. You know, I think a lot of people have gone through the death of a family member due to cancer. They've kind of seen. They see what it does to them. They see yeah. what that kind yeah. of mm. stuff does to them. And the fact that he's on set, what, eight to ten hours a day, yeah. but send his balls off just so he can send a message and, like, get his legacy and yeah. bring young generations up with his art. So it's extremely um, 
Um, it's inspiring. Exactly, yeah. yeah, inspiring. He didn't have to. He could have taken time off. He could have stopped. But he yeah. just pushed through and did this just because he knew how much it meant to people. Yeah, yeah I guess we'll see. What they, like, I kind of feel that this might be get so much hate for but may I may because like the use the image like the mm. imagery of Black Panther is so iconic at this mm. point. So I don't think that they should make Shuri Black Panther just yet because I feel she has more of her own stories to tell yeah. first. Mm. And Kamonga burnt that whole thing and they used that last flower to yeah. bring him back. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they Maybe should if, if develop they... slowly. She'll yeah. keep doing her thing, and then something yeah. will happen, and then she'll well, have like to. they'll discover something. As long as they don't do a Paul Walker and CGI. No, for well, a I don't. Movie. I don't they think they're they're a bit more tasteful much. than that. Yeah. I believe. Um, I believe that they mm. would. I mean, it's that. possible that they just recast it. Mm. I don't think they'd even do that. What happened? What happened? There's a movie that did do that halfway through. Oh, Dumbledore, he got recast. Yeah. Because either you do a tribute like that, and then you just pass the role of Black Panther to someone else. Or you just do like a hard recast and they, don't I, talk about I it. Mean, I don't think they're gonna do. They're that, definitely but. capable. I feel like <laughs> if they recast it, we'd riot. I personally, I would like to riot. Mm. I feel like I'm missing out on what's happening in America. I would <laughs> be happy to. Something, something I noted was um, Wakanda's this whole new thing to us. Like we've, we've done this whole world building thing with the rest of the MCU, but Wakanda's quite new, mm. so they can they don't have to bring Black Panther back right away. They yeah. can do the kind of his past, this is us moving forward, and then can always bring it back when they find, you know, yeah. a suitable person to take over this massive, massive role and be like, you know, present them with that. And I think that would be quite a heartwarming way to like bring this character back. Yeah. Once we've had a new character come in and kind of prove themselves a bit and then have them present them with mm. this role. I don't think they'll do that for a while. I think we'll probably give it almost five to ten years before they well, even try to bring they're it taking a, a break time. with Marvel know. films at the moment well yeah but what they're, they're trying to do a lot of introductions right now with the X-Men the Fantastic Four all that kind of stuff so mm. I think they'll probably just when they, when that all starts coming up then they'll try and bring it in after that maybe well Black Panther 2 was slated to be released in 2022 yeah yeah. Mm. that's why I'm, that's why I don't know what's going to happen they're obviously yeah. not sticking to that now because they can't yeah. but I'm just wondering how much I mean they might have started filming a couple of things I don't, I don't think so I think he's still in the script writing process I think. yeah right and obviously America can't really do anything at the moment yeah. a lot we of can yeah. like I, do, I do hope that they um, explore Wakanda more because right mm-hmm. now as it is in the Marvel Universe, it's a country, but it seems like it's one big city and a field. Yeah. <laughs> so I do hope that they yep. explore well, the they, country. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's hidden, part of right? the, world, yeah. the world building that, you know, it's still new. So they therefore, there's not a lot for them, for us to say, you know, we don't we don't have much right to say, yeah, you, know, you can't do this, you can't mm. do that. With Wakanda, you can bring something new in and we'll all kind of be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Does anyone, do we want to find like a... a tribute message or something that like stood out or anything yeah I, th- I thought about one that Spike Lee I saw he wrote and he was talking about when they shot the five bloods last mm. year in Thailand and he was like yeah we were shooting it in like super like in tropical heat in the jungle and Chadwick was there every every day 10 12 hours a day never complained we had no idea what was going on and he was just like in it the whole time and just like delivering an amazing performance well it shows the dedication towards yeah. his like you know his art that's yeah. what he loves to do and it shows because he, he battled through you know his illness mm. yeah. to give us you know 
Because Liga Sigwich, he obviously wanted to leave. Oh, the Robert Downey Jr. one was quite sweet. And he just said, Mr. Bozeman leveled the playing field while fighting for his life. That's heroism. I remember the good times, the laughter, and the way he changed the game. Hashtag Chadwick forever. Um, Ryan Coogler, who's the director for Black Panther, mm. um, noted that Chadwick was actually the one that came up with the line for Killmonger to say that he didn't want to be buried in Wakanda. He said he wanted to be buried, you know, where his ancestors were, mm. where they jumped from the ships and stuff. And that's a very powerful line mm. in that film. As yeah, well. I have said, I was so surprised that Disney allowed that line to be in one of their films. Mm. Like, yeah, you just bury me in the ocean with the, my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they know that. Mm. Well, that's good death though. Is better than, it's an amazing line. I was like, it's, the mouse allowed this? No, it, it, mm. it's okay. good that it's changing in this way where it's yeah. like they're not trying to censor history anymore. Yeah. They're just mm. letting people yeah, know it happened. Yeah. Ryan didn't even know he was sick until after his family released that statement. And he was the director of that film. Wow. So he didn't even know that that whole time he knew him, that he was living with the That's Canada. crazy. Because I thought for sure he would have told, told yeah. him, because he'd been writing the script mm. for the second oh, one for like two years. Yeah, overall it's just sad. Um, we didn't get to see him live out. Yeah, yeah that, and that's because he was very young. And like when I found it, because when he did Black Panther, I think he was 40 or 41. Mm. And I was like, I thought he was like twenty. Yeah, no, I mean, like, what he's forty. I only found out the other day that he wasn't yeah, like twenty-eight. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's it's like he had so much left to do, yeah. and he was he was attached to the film called Yusuf or Yusi or something like that. Yusi. Oh yeah. Uh, where he was gonna play the first and I guess maybe the only uh, African samurai. He uh, he married his longtime girlfriend like three months ago. In like real life, or, or in, in a film? No, like real for life. in real life. They, yeah, real he just got life. married three months ago. Yeah, oh, dude, they, right. I guess they knew. Yeah, of course. yeah, they, so, they yeah, would have. So they got married right before. Oh, that's, that's, really, that's really oh. fucking sad. Yeah, Poor no. Thing. When I when I found out, so I I had just I was like sitting in my bathroom, like about to dye my hair, and I get this group like I'm in a group chat with a few of my friends. I get this message, be like, oh my god, the dude who, from Black Panther died. And I just remember sitting there like, thinking, you know, it would have the guy who played his father or something. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, that's so sad. And I was like, wait, who? And she's like, the main guy. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm like, who? Yeah. And she's like, she posts the photo. And I just burst and said, I didn't stop crying for like hours. I was like, I was dying my hair while listening to the soundtrack. Like <laughs> rapping all of Kendrick's parts and just like sobbing. <laughs> it's really, it's like kind of amazing how many people he like touched while here. Like, I mean literally all over the world they're like painting murals of him they're like tweeting about it apparently the the tweet that his family sent out is the most liked tweet, most of, all tweet of all time it's um, um but yeah he just seemed like it's such an inspirational dude Sunday. just seemed like such a light it's really mm. big loss it really sucks yeah. but uh he he opened the doors for a lot of people and his legacy is going to live on mm. forever in many ways, he is like a real life Iron Man. Yeah. If you think yeah, about he's, it, from, he's a really was it Spider Man Far From Home at the start with the painting and the murals yeah. and yeah. how everyone felt about it? Like it's literally replicating itself. Yeah. 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 Well, we're kind of forever. Into, you know, yeah. Yeah. We're kind of forever. We're kind of forever. All right, guys, that is it from us on this episode. Thank you all so, so much for listening. If you have any recommendations for other films you'd like us to watch and have a wee discussion about, be it new, be it a classic, feel free to let us know. We're on Instagram, 
we're on YouTube, leave a comment or drop us a cheeky DM at the Filmosity Podcast. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Feel free to also follow us on our Twitter, which we will make sure to post when new episodes are coming out, which is just at Filmosity Pod. We release episodes every Thursday, so make sure to, to follow all of those to keep up to date. And from all of us, thank you for watching. See you. Catch you later. Kakite. Russians lands are on the moon first. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fuck off. <laughs>